Welcome to What Christians Should Know, hosted by Dr. Elijah Sadoffel. This podcast equips you with clarity and meaningful answers about God, the Bible, and your Christian life. Now, here's Dr. Sadoffel. So, this evening we're going to be talking about a very fitting topic, and that is how Christians grieve. So I would invite everyone to please turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 to 14. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 to 14. We will get to our verses in a moment. But I'll begin with this evening's single solitary point. And this evening's point is that all humans grieve. All humans grieve. Grieving is common to the human race. But Christians grieve with hope. How? do we grieve with hope? By never letting our tears cloud us from seeing God, His Word, His promises, and His Son in the midst of the pain. How do we grieve with hope? By never letting our tears cloud us from seeing God, His Word, His promises, and His Son in the midst of the pain. So our theme verses come from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 to 14. Here's what the text says. The Apostle Paul speaks to those in the church at Thessalonica. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brethren, about those who are asleep, so that you will not grieve as do the rest who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep in Jesus. What these verses tell us, church, is that grieving is not only common to humanity, but grieving is also very Christian. When you read the narratives about all the individuals written about in the Bible, their lives are characterized by tears, by sorrow, by grieving. So it is capital R right to grieve when you are born again. It is biblical to grieve, and there is an entire book in the Bible, Lamentations, devoted exclusively to grieving. Paul's purpose in writing these verses to the church at Thessalonica is not to say that grieving is not Christian. He's simply making a distinction between how we grieve. Those who are not in Christ do so without hope. 
but those who are in Christ do so with hope. Now before we take any steps further, let's define terms. What is grieving? Grieving is an experience of severe spiritual, psychological, or emotional distress because the reality you hope for does not exist. Because the reality you hoped for did not materialize. And let's make sure we're clear. Because grieving is common to humanity, Christians, Muslims, Buddhists, and atheists, we all grieve the same way. When we cry, those tears are still made up of salt and water. When something hurts, it hurts. When something stirs us up on the inside, it stirs us up on the inside. We are tearful, we cannot sleep, and we almost seem to be walking through reality as if we are numb. But the Bible tells us, beloved, it tells us to grieve, but we don't respond in the same way that others do. What is different is that those who know God, we have hope. Now this word in English and this word in Greek tend to mean two radically different things. This word in Greek is elpis, which means something different than when you and I say hope. This Greek word elpis, E-L-P-I-S, it doesn't refer to something airy, that's uncertain, that's soft or flaky. It refers to something that is a concrete expectation. When we hope that the sun will rise tomorrow morning, that is a concrete expectation where we're almost certain because the sun has been rising every morning ever since the beginning of time. The hope, the elpis, the Bible talks about, the New Testament talks about, involves a high confidence of fulfillment. So what then does this mean when we say Christians grieve with hope? We're going to, we're going to define precisely what that means by first defining the opposite. What does it mean when we grieve without hope. When we grieve without hope, there's no anchor, there's no focus on God. And what the grief now does, we often feel like we are drowning in the seas of grief, clawing our way, trying to hold on to something concrete, but nothing is there. And as a result, we now feel saddened. We now feel as if we are drowning in despair because there's no point to the grief and reality seems meaningless. Grieving without hope means the way we grieve, the way we process that grief is we do whatever feels right is we let our emotions 
reign supreme and let emotions be the captain of the ship. Feel like letting it all out and having an outburst of anger on that person who nicked you in the shoe, go for it. Feel like getting drunk, go for it. Feel like falling back into sin, go for it. Whatever makes you feel okay in the moment. But the irony is what reality tells us, church, is that if a man or a woman ever searches for comfort, they'll never find it. If they search for comfort, all they will find is emptiness. The only person who can give a man real, genuine comfort is the eternal God, Jesus Christ. Grieving without hope means using grief as an excuse not to love God or other people. Now, we can go into our prayer closets and angrily begin questioning God. Now, we can begin looking at other people in reality and blaming them for whatever it is that happened. Grieving without hope means using the pain as a justification for sin and now neglecting our responsibilities. I'm going to be very honest with you, church. This morning I woke up and I said, boy, it's the day after your father went home to heaven. There's prayer meeting tonight. You should cancel it. And I told myself, you deserve this. You should take a break. Church will be okay. And when I immediately came to my senses, I realized that we cannot use pain as justification to shirk responsibilities. Because if there ever was a time when Deeper Life Christian Fellowship in recent memory needed to be in prayer service, it's tonight. When the pressure, when the heartache, when the inward turmoil is stirring us up on the inside. Grieving without hope means using the pain as a justification for sin. Grieving without hope means looking back and dwelling on the what ifs and the if onlys. What if you took action sooner? What if you did that two weeks earlier? What if you only prayed more? This never would have happened. What if instead of the church ending prayer service at 8.30, you ended at 10.15? This would have avoided this entire catastrophe. And the implication in saying all of that is what? What's the driving psychological force? The what, what drives a person saying all that is what? They don't actually believe this is the plan that something went wrong. Therefore, someone somewhere had to do something that was not of God. Grieving without hope means whatever it is that you lost, whatever it is that slipped through your fingers means you put ultimate value on that thing, on that entity. So now when you lose it, 
reality crumbles because the deed to your heart was held by something other than God. I like quoting John Piper a lot. Not so much because he's a man well-aged, he's 70 plus, he has far more real-life practical experience than me. But he has a way of verbalizing emotions in such a crystal clear way. And now we're gonna move from what it means to grieve without hope to grieve with hope. And here's what John Piper says, quote, occasionally, he's speaking to Christians now, occasionally weep deeply over the life you hoped would be. Grieve the losses. Grieving is healthy. But after you grieve the losses, then you wash your face, you trust God, and you embrace the life you have." End quote. So now that we know what we're not going to do, grieving without hope, now what do we do? We grieve with hope. Grieving with hope means not grieving in whatever way feels right which means we no longer allow our emotion to reign. It means searching for God through his word and prayer, knowing that God is the one who will not let you down and give you comfort in the form of the Holy Spirit writing his assurance on your heart. Grieving with hope means recognizing that pain never justifies sin, but Christ justifies sinners. As a result, when we grieve with hope, we now know that there's a greater comfort in Jesus than there is in sin. Just think about this logically, church. If it's pornography, a, a, a bottle, a drug, people cheering you on, how does, how can that ever compare to the love and the warm embrace of an eternal God? It doesn't. Because there's greater comfort in Christ than there is in sin. Grieving with hope means we recognize that we can never travel back in time. The past is the past, and the sovereign God of the universe has decreed that what has happened in the past shall be so forever. As a result, we don't look back. We look to the present, and we look forward with the confidence that now we will be guided by God's trustworthy promises, such as that momentary affliction does not compare to eternal glory. 2 Corinthians 4, 17 to 18, that God will hear us when we pray. He will hear us and he will answer us. 1 John 5, 14 to 15, that God will satisfy our hearts with joy. Psalm 1611, and that God still reigns over every aspect of our lives, even when it hurts. Philippians 419, that God will keep us from stumbling. Jude verses 24 to 25. 
Grieving with hope means rejoicing in the promise that even if you lose everything, nothing can ever separate you from the love of your heavenly Father. Romans 8, 38 to 39. So yes, church, lament now so that you can rejoice forever. Grieving with hope means being honest with your tears. Grieving with hope means being honest with your tears. As a man, it's hard for me to say this. Don't be afraid to cry in public. Don't be afraid to express how you feel openly and honestly in public. Do you know what grieving does? When you grieve, you could be in the middle of a million people, but you feel alone. You know why? Because no one else knows the situation you're going through. And psychologically, what that grief now does is it raises walls because no one else knows what I'm going through. No one else is able to see what's going on in my heart. But when we grieve with hope now and we are honest with our tears, those tears now socialize the loneliness of grief. Other folks now look at your tears and say, wait a minute, I'm not alone in this. And when you open up, they now open up and you now realize you are not alone, but there's a community, there's a fellowship of people who are now in this together and that in and of itself, having fellowship amongst one another, alleviates the burden of grief. Grieving with hope means acknowledging that there is a special fruit that grows and refines faith, but that fruit only grows in times of trouble. Grieving with hope means, yes, it hurts, but this is the plan. This is the plan because God had a plan all the way back from eternity past and that plan is now being executed. And because God has a plan, that means there's meaning, there's purpose, there's a divine gracious reason why things are happening this way precisely at this moment. If for nothing else, God allows us to grieve. So when we call out to him, he strengthens us. So when we meet God on the other side, we say, God, to you be the glory forever. Because when nothing else comforted me in the depth of sorrow, you, Lord Jesus, are the one who picked me up. Grieving with hope means we can wake up each and every day and say, I can trust God, no matter what. How? Because as verse 14 says, 1 Thessalonians 4.14, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep, fallen asleep in Jesus Christ. Beloved, we grieve with hope not drowning in a pool of grief, but hanging on to the rock, Jesus, knowing God is the one who allowed it to happen, knowing God is the one who will strengthen our hearts to remain under the grief, so when it's all over, we can now praise and glorify him 
and be a natural rock and source of inspiration to all of our brothers and sisters who are grieving and who seek help in remaining under. And that church is how we grieve with hope. Thank you for listening. For more valuable resources, including a bookstore and online Bible study, visit wcsk.org.